thought that was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool that we are back for another week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Oh my goodness, I don't think I could have said that any slower at all. We are finishing today the top 16 soundtrack bracket first round. <laughs> Not finishing the bracket, we still got a lot left to go, but we are finishing the first round and, you know, moving into the finally after this week. Lots of tech news since we did not record last week, so buckle up and get excited because we're going to be saying things and none of it's going to make sense, but you're going to love every second of it. Enjoy. Ooh, kablamo. Just like that. We in. Where? Here. Cool. Also, I'm disappointed in myself. Why? so many reasons <laughs> but i did not have a fun word this week so didn't you just say kablamo that's not that fun you, you tell me kablamo is not fun oh my god <laughs> it's it's Report. unoriginal if nothing else sure doesn't mean it's not not fun that's fair that's but it. is the unoriginal fun it certainly can be shit maybe i, I just mean had... repeat jokes are a thing right I had unapproved fun just now. How's and it welcome to the <laughs> Mobile Video Games Podcast. Um, God, our intros are fire. Um, I got a lot of goldfish in my mouth right now. I'm still trying to figure out. So That's all right. I'll, I'll just hop right into it. Roadmap for today. As we do, we'll talk about the games we've been playing. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about the tech news we've been seeing, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be choosing the soundtracks we've been hearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, ja baby. feel, ja feel, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. like it, okay. Um, but to start things off, it's been a while since we've talked about what delicious golden beverage you're drinking right now. Uh, Coffee? <laughs> Which is distinctly not gold. Origins, bro. Mm. Uh, it comes from this remote country known as Fulgar. <laughs> and oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fulgar is known to have some of the highest quality coffee uh, grounds. So high quality, they can't even give you the raw bean because it's too valuable. They have to grind it down beforehand. Otherwise, people just start, like, you know, stealing shipments, right, on the on the way there. So... Um, yeah, uh, I think it's, I actually have, I don't even know what full gear roasted is. I have the French roast and then I bought the classic. Um, I think I've been drinking, this should be the French roast. It's okay. Folgers is like, hey, you know, it does the job good enough, but. Kind of like Kablamo. Yeah, it just, you know, I can get like a lot more coffee if I buy full jars over. I buy like Starbrucey's, right? Because I'm pretty oh. sure Starbrucey's is like what, like eleven a pound or something like that. You can get like a pound and a half for like six. It's a big, it's a big difference, bro. <laughs> I mean, that is a big difference. And apparently, we are now the adequate podcast. Um, our words are adequate. Coffee's adequate. Tattoos are adequate. Everything All the above. Adequate. Yeah, I really probably should spend more money on coffee, though. So at least especially the one I drink at home, the one I drink at work, 
I'm just doing it for the caffeine and the warm beverage in the morning. That one can stay shitty, but when I'm at home, treat yourself. And the, I was gonna say, and the words of Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not currently drinking coffee, but I can't really up the bar that much more than you because the coffee I had this morning was. I'm not saying like purred happily. That's like all I'm getting in my brain. It's a freaking Parks and Rec again. But uh, I had a Keurig K cup, but it was Starbucks, Pike Place. So, so you like did quality in a non quality way. Exactly. <laughs> but it was easy. I traded quality for convenience. And let me say, not always worth it. French press is pretty fucking easy. I don't have a French press, bro. It's like, 15 bucks for a french press it still doesn't see, mean i have one <laughs> you see how much coffee i get on this i mean i'm shaking by the time i'm done with this anxiety all-time high <laughs> i should try a french press at some point um i pour over is my like gourmet method and i do like me a good gourmet sorry <laughs> i'm not french like you we oui. we oui. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the French press is fine. I do like you, the when you buy pre-ground. I guess maybe they have coarse pre-grounds, but technically you're supposed to have like a coarse cut or coarse grind on it, right? For the the free pizza so. beans <laughs> in half, and then I eat them. Um, so yeah, I mean, like the technically the 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 full gear that I'm using is not the correct grind size but here's here's what i don't get like a i don't get much coffee coming through the filter right which should be like number one concern right is you don't want sludge or most people don't want the sludge but then since this is the mo coffee podcast um uh, <laughs> if you're modeling it right as like how you extract the coffee right i assume what you want is a greater surface area to volume ratio because like i like my coffee pretty strong right so why would i want coarser ground when it's you know like if you have the same amount of water but there's more volume on the inside so it would take longer to extract or you extract less if but if if extraction was the only objective of coffee that would be correct i i agree with you entirely but that that would then negate all other for there would be only one correct way to extract coffee and then there would not be these different places that give you different profiles because you get different strengths you get different heat levels that affect the flavor in different ways different grind types and it's all different it's just i'm just saying i think that the grind type i don't get what you're getting from the coarse ground over a fine grind the only thing i could kind of think of is if you're modeling the water like hitting this mass of grounds coffee right theoretically a coarse grounds could let like water flow in a little bit better but like that's not a fucking issue with the fine grind too so i that I, i'm kind of i'm calling bs but like you could you could try to make an argument bro <laughs> yeah i i think you, you the two points you made were it one because of the way the french press works you would get basically a bunch of coffee grounds in your coffee um which is probably which for the, most part, the, the I don't. main reason for the coarse grind. But the second one, if you're not getting as much coffee, some people might prefer that too and want a little bit of a weaker flavor profile. Not everyone's looking for the darkest sludge coffee in on the planet. Some people just want that water with a hint a hint of coffee flavor, you know? Some people are wrong. I will give you that. And that's okay. I don't coffee shame anyone other than myself because <laughs> I drink sludge. <laughs> Um, also, I guess while we're on controversial topics, um, 
Let us know what the best flavor of Pop-Tart is and why you think it's Wildberry. Because oh my god, I'm that is getting correct. fucking attacked. Also, this particular Pop-Tart has the shittiest icing um, I love spread it. I have ever seen. And it's falling apart already. So, hey, While you're at it, while you're letting us know what the best flavor is, how you can take take a wild guess at what my favorite flavor is. I will, I'll 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 try to remember to say next week, okay? Because mine's the best. But you know, I don't want to bias anyone, unlike someone in this conversation right now. And there's only two people, so the finger's pretty clearly being pointed at me. <laughs> and I'll make it easier for everyone. It is not Wildberry. We disagree. I want to be clear. Yeah, we disagree. We disagree. But that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to disagree with friends. Yes. Sometimes. Not about Pop Tarts. <laughs> Not about Pop Tarts. This could be the end. This is um, the, this is it's all ogre. <laughs> um all right, so I guess that, that brings us into our favorite segment. What have you been playing? I'm gonna lump my quote unquote tech news with what I've been playing because it's all in the same vein. Um, Do it. Hit me. Been playing. Guess what? Nothing other than League of Legends because I've got a team that I practice with. Shock! I know, fucking shocker! Tournament last night we got we got second place, pretty good. I don't know how many people are in the tournament because I still don't understand the stupid ass bracket system. Even though I've spent like multiple times trying to figure it out, I just know we play three games, right? And won the first two, lost the last one, um, and we lost we lost in stellar fashion on the last one. It was not a good game. Um, but so yesterday. Uh, LCS and LEC going on right now. Always exciting um, for me, for people that watch League. Uh, But Cloud9, um, earlier in the year, had hired this guy as their new head coach named LS, also known as Last Shadow, um, also known as Nick. Uh, Nick. And uh, he, for people that aren't familiar with the League scene, he is, you know, been in korea for a while um like originally american right but moved to korea i don't know like i'm assuming for the league scene i don't know exactly what he was doing but i know that he was at least involved with the korean league scene came back over and this is like the guy that people are like this is the fucking mastermind like this is the einstein he's got a cult following right and everyone's like this guy fucking gets league dude like he saw he saw the algorithm um so everyone was freaking out when he went to c9 because he's like you know he He's a very explosive personality and likes flaming things. So that's like his like shtick, it feels like, um, on Twitch and stuff. So he'd be like, oh, like this is like Draft Kingdom, you know, like if you draft like this, this is so fucking bad. I would never draft like this, yada, 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 right? Very like an itemization too. Very, very inflammatory person. Um, so yesterday, right before the fucking game, like an hour before the game, they're like, LS has been removed from head coach position. This guy's replacing. And Whoa. From what I've been hearing online, uh, it's only announced like that when something really bad happens. But no one knows what happens, but it's only when something really bad happens. So that's the league drama. I still don't know what happens. I hope this doesn't end up like uh, the Dr. Disrespect situation because we still don't know why he got banned from Twitch, right? Still, still to this day, I am losing sleep <laughs> every day, every second. I, I could be sleeping right now, um, but I'm thinking about it. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't if I find out, I will let you know. I'm getting the vibe that it is something that is not going to be answered. But like people were saying, like it's like at the level where if this happens, it's got to be like a legal thing that LS did, which that I think is seems BS to me. 
But he is, like I said, like his shtick is hothead personality. I don't know what he's like in a professional setting. I only know what he's like when he's streaming, right? But that is why I would have assumed he would have been canned because he's just like flipping on someone for being a dumbass, right? Because that's his thing. Um, so, yeah. Yikes. Well, stay tuned to the Mobile yeah. Games podcast to hear more. Yeah, that's, that's spicy. Yeah, okay. That's good. That's good spice. I don't think I... Thanks. Well, I've, I've got some spice. You got some paprika up the sleeve? Oops. I do. So let's start with probably the biggest surprise for everyone other than Oliver, who already knows this. And What have you been playing, Maxwell? I have been playing two spicy games. Um, the first one, probably the most surprising, Cyberpunk 2077. What? You guys shit on that game all the time. <laughs> How could you? You betrayed yourself. Thank you, everyone, for your opinions. Now, let me assuage your fears. Um, <laughs> I suppose. Cyberpunk, as we all know, was supposed to release April of 2020, almost two full years ago. Got delayed, and this was after already eight years of development. Came out in December, I believe, of 2020, and was an absolute shitfire, shitstorm. Was supposed to be a last-gen console game, and then, because the new consoles had come out since then, the new consoles were really the only place that it was even a playable experience. On last-gen consoles, it couldn't even hit 30 frames per second. There was constant pop-in loading issues, AI issues, broken quests. The game was unplayable. Shitstorm. And it's it's the whole, like, No Man's Sky, like, oh, you shouldn't pre-order and blah, 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 and crunch and, like, scope of games and all this conversation we love to come back to Cyberpunk. Fast forward now to February of 2022, um, almost two years since the original what it was supposed to be the original launch date and they have been working hard to finish the game is really what what it is because the game was not finished at the time it was released um and it they what so sony originally removed it from the playstation store entirely you could not buy it for the ps4 for sure and i don't know if you could buy it for the ps5 you might have been able to buy it for the ps5 but they like they went nuclear and removed it from the store and so now finally they released their next gen patch so a game patch specifically focused at next gen consoles so the xbox series s and x and the ps5 um, but alongside it so this this includes things that allow it to run particularly well on next gen machines um, but they also it's a huge this 1.5 update they call it and it fixes so many things and completely changes the game they changed progression they changed skill trees they changed perk balancing they um fixed ai so that they actually react to the world around you they updated the way the cars drive um i mean like just front to back overhaul basically addressing almost every concern people had with the game originally and so now on the PS5 and Xbox Series X, it has a 60 frames per second mode that it actually hits um, and a like light ray tracing 30 frames per second mode. Um, and Digital Foundry has analyzed it and um, I've played it. Oh, I think Digital Foundry did. Maybe I'm imagining that, but I, I've been playing it on my PS5 in 60 frames per second mode and it actually runs really well. 
And the reason I even tried it at all, because of all the shit that went on, I wouldn't have given a flying hoot um, what they said was fixed. But they had a genius uh, five-dimension plan. And so on next-gen consoles, you they have a free five-hour trial of the game. And uh, you may remember many podcasts ago, we talked about Sony doing some trials for like Death Stranding and some other games in like the UK or somewhere in Europe. And it was broken because the timer started once you started downloading. So if you had really slow internet, the, you, your trial could be over by the time the game is ready to play. Um, but this one is actually when you boot into the game is when the timer starts running. And if you leave the game, the timer stops running. So it is a full five hours um, of gameplay. and the five hours is, is a lot of games. I Portal and Katana Zero are both games I probably beat in five hours or less. Like that's an entire game's worth and that's the trial they're giving you. And it's effectively enough to perfectly get you through like the introduction sequence of the game, like kind of the first act or whatever. And that sold me. So because I didn't have to put money down to actually try it, I started playing it and I was actually hooked. The story, very interesting. The world, exciting. The fact that it actually plays well, there, there's no... I ran into like a couple minor bugs, but what I would expect of a video game. Not game-breaking, not distracting. And yeah, I don't know. I I got I got reeled in hard. And, and things that now we take for granted, like in GTA, when you crash into a pedestrian, you expect the police to get called and everyone to run screaming and stuff. That didn't happen in the game originally. And now that I've picked it up, like that stuff happens, like the game plays how you would expect a game to play. It is not mind breakingly new or special so far in any way. The story is intriguing. The world is gorgeous um, and intriguing, but there's nothing that's blowing my mind yet, but it is a solid game. And the reason I ended up purchasing it is because in addition to the trial, they had the game on sale. Um, and it was only $50 full price, and it was 50% off for $25. So I said, you know what? This game is worth $25 to me. That's about the maximum I would spend on that game. So I, this is not... If if the game goes back up to full price by the time you're hearing this or thinking about getting it, I would not buy it at full price. I don't think it does anything special enough, and I don't think CD Projekt Red deserves to get that money. <laughs> but... um for half off, $25 or less on next-gen consoles. Pretty good. Pretty good. So that's one of the games I've been playing. Um, the second game. <laughs> oh, go, go ahead. Ask me. What game have you been playing? I mean, I feel like I can see it in the background right now. Literally, entirely just literally. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I don't even know how that would be figurative. So for those of you with an eagle eye, you would notice Shing! that I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. So Ooh. Horizon Forbidden West released this last Friday, February 18th um, for PS4 and PS5. And I got the special edition, which comes with the steel book and the, the artwork book. Super cool. Super gorgeous. Um, started booting it up. Started playing. Um, you can catch like my first hour and a half of playing the game on Max with Lewis Gaming. I streamed after some technical issues, but the majority of the gaming is on there. Um, 
So if you're interested in checking it out, go ahead and check that out. Uh, and I have played more since. Um, so I'm oh. effectively through, again, the entire intro sequence on that game, plus a little bit more. And so far, it's at a minimum meeting all of the expectations I had set for it, the sequel. Um, it looks bonkers. It is it is by far the best looking game I have played to date. Like the especially the characters and their animations. It's just like the more you talk to, it's it's kind of eerie how lifelike they look. Um, it's not like uncanny valley, but it's just kind of like it's shocking to me as I'm watching it that like, oh wait, this is a video game I'm playing. Um that's pretty cool. They the gameplay, they added more gameplay to it without like overwhelming you initially. It still has the really awesome core gameplay. There's nothing like dramatically different, so it's still grounded in what you know, but I know there's more coming. There's more machines. The world is incredibly freaking lush. The story I'm intrigued already like that. I, I have high hopes for the story. And from what I've heard from reviewers, the story continues to surprise you like it did in the first game. Um, so I am intrigued uh, for that. It's too too early to tell to really give a big story. But some of the people I have run into that are supposed to be bad, I really fucking hate. So they're doing a good job of that. Um, but time will tell. It's it's not like the mind blowing experience. Maybe I anticipated it to be. But it is very strong, like it, it will for sure. I, I would say probably pretty confidently it will make it into my top 10 at this point, um, just based on the level of polish that the game has. But beyond that, it's I, so young. I you barely got it through the game. How could you make these claims? Uh, I'm, I'm basing it on the. The things I know so far, which is the gameplay, the story so far, the graphics, um, and the world. Um, so that, the that pacing that's what I'm seemed. I thought the pacing seemed. I only was there for the first hour, but I thought the pacing seemed slow in the beginning. I don't know if they picked it up, but yeah, pa- pacing was incredibly slow. But that was effectively a tutorial stage um, that I was doing. It's- fucking slow tutorial though <laughs> it's it's also hard too because it, it's like not a super exciting game to watch because it's an open world with like crafting and looting elements so like a lot of the time you're just going around and being like oh let me pick this up and let me pick this up and let me pick this up like it's it's not the most engaging constantly like story point story point story point going on so that's fair but i, I did feel that the, the tutorial was pretty slow especially having come from previous uh horizon game like and my cat is back as she always is i heard the little slow pistol clip release chirp nation so that's that's what i've been playing but i've got more horizon forbidden west news so this is uh, hopping into tech news here now all right come on let's do it there you go mocha welcome to the Mo Video Games podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, leading up to the release of the game, uh, PlayStation was releasing a lot of information about the game. And one of the things they highlighted was the accessibility. That's something we like talking about on the podcast. We talked about it with like Forza Horizon 5 and um, Last of Us and what they did for accessibility and accessibility wards and stuff. Really cool. So, some of the highlights... The controls are fully remappable. So any 
trigger can be any button that you want it to be, um, which is pretty cool. At least that's what they claimed. I haven't actually tested this. Maybe maybe it's mostly remappable, not fully remappable. Not entirely sure, but that's that's effectively what they claim. So if that's true, yay, good for them. That's always nice because sometimes the default controller schemes are just not where you're used to what you want it to be. I might actually try and change it because the dodge button is only for dodging, um, not for like crouching and stuff. And so I keep accidentally dodging into enemies when I'm trying to crouch and hide. Uh, so that might be a good example of remapping controls. But this one's really cool. So for the visually impaired, they have what's called co-pilot. And that means that you connect a second controller and the controller is mirrored to the first controller. So if you do inputs on either of them, it controls the character. So if you are visually impaired and you need help through a section, or if you're entirely blind, you can have a second person sitting there actually playing the game with you, um, controlling Aloy to help you get through um, the game, which I thought was really cool. I'm obviously not visually impaired, so I don't know how useful that is. I, I would hope they would have like surveyed people to figure out what would be helpful and, and what would be cool. So I guess if anyone happens to listen to this that's visually impaired, I'm genuinely curious if that's something you find useful or would use. Yeah. But um, if if nothing else, I one thing I thought about is because the dual sense is so incredible that it really does add another element with the haptic feedback. That if you were sitting with someone who's watching you play the game, if you could just give them the second controller and they could just experience the haptics as they're watching you it it sounds ridiculous but i think that could actually be kind of cool um yeah so that that was pretty neat um they motion options so we know playstation loves their gyroscope um stuff that's in there and you can aim with the the motion that's that sony has always done a really good job with their like six axis motion stuff since i think it was the playstation 3 controller maybe was the first one that did it um but they have really fine tuned it. I have not. I don't use it for aiming because I don't care. But y- you got that option. Um, da, da, da. Oh, Sony! Uh, to get you to buy the game and play it, they will plant a tree for every person that uh, gets the reached the daunt trophy um, by March twenty fifth. So. That's about a month away, and the the reach the daunt trophy is essentially getting through the introduction section of the game. So I've I've now received that trophy, um, but because you planted a tree, what's that? I said you planted a tree. I did. I planted a tree, and I th- I think that's a really genius marketing ploy that is also like positive. Like it's obviously geared towards getting more people to buy it, but because the world of Horizon is about like saving the planet effectively. Um, the, the fact that they tied it into like a really positive thing uh, to get people to do it, I think is uh, pretty dope. So um, like I said, reach the Dawn trophy. So if you buy Horizon Forbidden West, it's on PS4 or PS5, looks great on both, and essentially get through the introduction stage by March 25th, you will have planted a tree. Um, I'm going to have to buy it and play it. I have no choice. Yeah. And reminder to everyone, Sony's pricing scheme is still fucking stupid. And so because they did such a poor job rolling it out, if you have a PS5, buy the PS4 version because they are 
this is the last game they're doing like the free upgrade from a PS4 to a PS5 version. And the PS4 version is cheaper than the PS5 version by 10 bucks. So just a PSA, if you have a PS5, buy the PS4 version to save $10 and you'll get the free upgrade to the PS5 version. Um, which does bring me to the final point on Horizon in that the PS4 version, it runs incredibly well. And Digital Foundry has done some in-depth stuff on it. And it's it's incredible that they're able to get a game of this caliber and quality running on the PS4. And Guerrilla Games in a developer interview said part of the reason why it runs so well is because they were deep in the development cycle at the start of the pandemic. And so normally play testers would come into the building and do play testing, but they had to move it remote. And at the time, the PS5 did not exist. So play testers couldn't come in to use the PS5s in secret. So all of the play testing was happening on the PS4. So Guerrilla Games had to make sure that the PS4 version of the game was stable, good, and fun. Um, so that's like part of the reason why I think they still would have done a good job because obviously Sony values the 110 million plus PS4 owners out there. Um, but uh, yeah, just a little interesting tidbit for you there. Um, also, just of note, one of the Digital Foundry people described Horizon Forbidden West as an open world game for people who are weary of open worlds. So... If you are used to Ubisoft and those types of open worlds, apparently this will be a pleasant surprise for you. And apparently they've corrected a lot of stuff that made the side quests and open world stuff in the first game not as exciting. Um, time will tell. I will let you all know. Um, you have any other thoughts, Oliver, other than giving me shit for unsurprisingly being hyped into a game at the beginning? <laughs> uh no it was pretty the it was hard to tell like graphically what it looked like because i wasn't watching on your screen right and youtube's resolution was kind of all over the fucking place like at times it looked like it was full res and other times it was downscaling um yeah so i thought the i thought the faces i mean i agree with you aloy's face in that first scene where she's talking about the dream with uh sobit I was like, her face looks fucking weird. And I, it's not Uncanny Valley, but I don't know what it is. It's just it something about... I thought it looked fucking weird. I don't know. But again, I also am not looking at, like... It's it's hard to make comments like that when I'm not looking at true res, right? You know, what is actually being output. So I wasn't sure if that was just the through the stream thing or not. But, yeah, it looks... I mean, it looks good so far. It's... <laughs> The uh the they definitely got the uncharted climb the yellow shit going on, which I thought was pretty funny. And then the God of War kicked the ladder down like Sony's got their 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 sticks. Not that like when you make a game, it's not like you're gonna like fucking like change how the world fucking works, right? Like it's ridiculous to think that everything's gonna be novel in a game. But it was pretty funny that the first like platform climbing section they had everything painted yellow, and I'm like. Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 is literally a yellow climbing simulator. That is it. I I think they they call it Naughty Dog Yellow. I because like that's their like signature color they use for like directing the player as like where to go. Um I I don't know if it's truly Naughty Dog Yellow, if they are the ones who like pioneered that or they just happen to use that color, but that's certainly something they do. So now it's in the PlayStation family. Um <laughs> 
Um, but th- they've kind of gotten around that a little bit. So there's now you when you use your focus to like scan the world, it your focus will highlight the climbable areas with yellow. But if you are not scan if you hadn't just done a scan with the focus, it won't be yellow. So it makes the world look more natural while still allowing you to use the the guide um as as necessary. So it's kind of their way of cheating the system a little bit. Um which I think is kind of funny, but I, I'm with you. The and it's interesting too, like the kick in the ladder down and everything. Like game design by default, like you you want to have some kind of maybe minor platforming puzzle or direct players in a certain direction, but then not force them to do that every single time. Um, and so it's like there's probably a limited number of solutions to that. And and that's when like when developers find a new way to do it, it's really exciting. So you're like, ah, yeah. innovation. But now, now Mocha wants out. This cat doesn't know what she wants. So yeah, past that seemed pretty good. Um, couple rapid not, fire not. ones. Oh wait, what? Oh no, you go. Uh, Best Buy. Uh, as I talked about before, um, so they were locking like PS5 purchases behind a two hundred dollar membership. Um, which I previously said makes sense for them because the PS5s were basically selling at a $200 upmark um, on eBay and stuff. So they're basically allowing them to like reap that benefit, but then have the person paying the $200 feels like they're getting something of value and not giving it to the scalpers, just giving it to a fucking corporation instead. I don't know what's worse, honestly. Um, God bless. <laughs> but uh, they did it. So... Best Buy was the only place to get a Founders Edition uh, NVIDIA graphics card. And at MSRP, there were no markups. And so Best Buy recently put it behind a paywall again. Um, So now the one place you could get a graphics card, even though it was a roll of the dice with how demand is, um, you could still get it and people were still getting it. I actually almost got one. (laughs) I just hesitated because I didn't want to spend that kind of money, but it was literally in stock when I went to the website one time. But they pushed it behind a $200 paywall. Now, I think since then, they had another like restock that was not behind the $200 paywall. So the $200 paywall was kind of a like at times for members, there will be an opportunity to get limited stock items, but maybe not exclusively those items will be behind the paywall could have been a reaction to the negative reaction they got who knows but uh yeah it's 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 hard to be mad when we give that kind of power to corporations you know like the corporation's trying to make money so they're that's what they're gonna do you you would hope that there'd be some like you're thinking about like the morality or whatever behind it but like I don't know. You just can't. You can't expect anything less than that. Unfortunately, so it's it's. I'm not mad. Just disappointed. No. All right, Dad. <laughs> uh, Gamers Nexus. I don't know if anyone's been following their saga with Newegg, but effectively, Gamers Nexus purchased a motherboard from Newegg, and they like overnight shipped it and stuff like this because they needed it for a video. But by the time it actually got there, they had already found a different motherboard they could use for the video and didn't need it anymore. So without opening it, they shipped it back to Newegg. And then Newegg rejects the return and says, the motherboard is damaged. The pins on the motherboard are damaged. So we're not giving you your money back. You broke it. 
and gamers access is like uh i didn't even open the fucking box so i don't know what you're talking about and just kept getting the runaround from customer service until gamers nexus posted to his thousands and thousands of followers about this and then game and then new egg is like oh oops yeah no we're sorry for the inconvenience here's your money back and gamers Nexus is like i don't want your fucking money and i want to figure this out turns out he unknowingly purchased an open box product um so that's where the pins had gotten damaged but newegg failed in a couple of different ways mainly being they sold an open box item that they hadn't sufficiently checked for damage um to people and then they refused to listen to any argument about how that damage occurred and so steve was pissed steve of gamers nexus and god bless went on a rampage has had it's multiple video series and eventually modified a trip they were planning out to california to add a stop to walk up to new egg headquarters <laughs> and interview the pr representatives for new egg um and told everyone openly about this ahead of time so that new egg couldn't spin it in their favor um and then got there by the time he had gotten there new egg had already responded and changed their policy for returns <laughs> of open box items to accept the return no questions asked um and that's basically where i'm at as far as like updates to the story that steve's still not fully satisfied with that result and obviously there are some like foundational issues at new egg that allowed this to occur in the first place but a result at least out of it so i love steve yeah yeah he's so good (laughs) it's uh, he's a he's a nerd's nerd you know he's the nerd we all want to be i know he he's the only one that like is the voice of the customer and does not give a shit about his relationships with manufacturers um, so he can maintain his journalistic integrity. And he's incredibly smart and scientific about how he tests things so we get actual reliable data. Um, He's the bomb. He's amazing. Uh, that's fucking fun. I've been seeing the videos. I haven't watched it yet. I'll have to go through the little little soggy woggy then. They're they're good. Uh, they're good. That's all I'll say. Maybe I'll link a couple of them in the in the YouTube description. But he likes keeping them entertaining for sure. In other positive news, uh, Steam has recently released its uh, the Steam Deck. There basically looks like a Nintendo Switch, but it's a, a portable PC running Linux um, that can run basically steam games um with steam os and all that kind of stuff and all the reviews are this thing is basically a beast and it's incredible and oh my gosh so cool and even better steam designed it with repairability in mind so not only are all of the main components that would most likely need to be replaced like joysticks and buttons and everything replaceable um, and easily accessible to be replaced um, but Steam is actually partnering with iFixit to make sure there is a stream of supplies for replacement parts um, to provide to people. So iFix- you can go to iFixit and get the parts, genuine OEM Steam parts with um, the tools like the iFixit has in their little bundles and stuff to replace and fix things. So as the world continues to positively trend in the direction of right to repair, Steam is showing other manufacturers how it is done. So 
It looks like starts at four hundred dollars for sixty-four gigabytes of eMMC memory, and then you can pay an additional hundred thirty to get two hundred and fifty-six gigs of NVMe SSD technology. Technology, baby. And it looks like it sounds like yeah, they're saying that they made a custom APU with AMD that's Zen two with our DNA two. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty beastly. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty great. And uh, if Steam is responsible for the Steam Deck, which is awesome and right to repair and can make games like Half-Life and Portal and Left 4 Dead. They can do no wrong right now in the tech industry. I feel like at least in the gaming tech industry, Steam, I think, is probably the top company right now on PC. Everyone loves the Steam client. We love the games Valve produces. I don't know how closely tied Valve is with Steam anymore and how their corporate structure works, but close enough. And uh, Steam Summer yeah. Sale, God bless. If you're a PC gamer, you are on Steam. <laughs> it's like not really a way around that. So that's exciting. Uh, anything else? Oh, so Microsoft has officially... Um, announced and committed to Sony that Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles will remain on PlayStation even beyond their current agreements. So, um, in a shock to nobody that like understands that businesses want to make money, um, Microsoft is going to keep the money bags like Call of Duty and other popular titles on as many platforms as possible. So, not a huge shock, but good to hear it for people who own PlayStations and stuff that like popular franchise that a lot of people play won't be leaving the platform anytime soon if ever so positive news there so good job microsoft i guess way to go you know it's it's in your own best interest but hey hats off to you um and then i guess do i do i want to talk about this all right two more things there's a new ai um, from Sony called Sophie, and they it's they use it in Gran Turismo um, to train this AI to drive and to drive more like a human. Um, and it's still in the early development stages, but they're planning to add it to Gran Turismo Seven in an upcoming release um, or up, up, upcoming update. So the game releases March 4th, so that's coming out soon. Um, and then in a future update, they'll actually add that particular AI to the game, but they, it's in late development stages of this AI and they've had the AI race against, um, like the top Gran Turismo drivers in the world and it wins like it, it beats them and there's videos on it that you can check out. It's pretty cool. Really interesting because AI from a driver's perspective, there are so many variables between like the tire compound, the car, the weather, the track, um, how you're interacting with other drivers um, on on the particular track. And I mean, j- just everything beyond that. It's it's an incredibly difficult thing to teach an AI to do. And we talked about like drive avatars and Xbox and like it basically takes a normal AI and then just applies a set of decisions that it already has baked into it based on what someone like you would have done in that decision but this ai is literally doing all of it um as if it's a a player playing the game um so it's pretty cool advancement in ai should make ai much more interesting and fun to drive against in racing games um so i thought that was kind of cool 
That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And finally, a game, Atomic Heart, uh, had a release window trailer announcing it will come out in 2022. So probably by 2023, it should be here. And uh, that joke will never get old until it's until someone actually nails a release date. Um, that, that that will continue to be the joke. But it's a game that's been like in early release or like Kickstarter status, whatever, for a long time. and kind of seemed like one of those games that was just never actually going to release. And so this was kind of a surprise to everyone. And the game actually looks like a full game, like the trailer. There's a lot of stuff in it. Looks really cool. I was interested in it way back, like when it first kind of became a Kickstarter thing. So I'm excited. And I was listening to the music in the trailer. Um, and this will be a great segue into soundtracks. But um, I was like, man, this music is rocking. And it really sounds like Doom. That's crazy. Let me see who the composer is. And of course, it's fucking Mick Gordon. So Mick Gordon, who did the Doom 2016 and the Doom Eternal uh, soundtracks uh, before having a falling out with id Software no longer doing the doom soundtrack um does make some banger games and doom 2016 that's a soundtrack baby um and if i remember correctly did i i did doom 2016 in the soundtrack bracket beat halo 2 um so doom is moving on up so mick gordon knows his stuff and uh he's he's composing the music for atomic heart so that that also gets me hyped it's like this russian cold war but like future retro kind of in the same way like fallout it kind of has those like retro 50s vibes but it's futuristic and all that kind of stuff so i don't know looks interesting looks like something all right now that i've caught up on a heavy like week and a half of of tech news soundtrack time soundtrack time and uh, I'm going to let my buddy Oliver here go first because Thank he's you. got You're so kind to me. He's got some bangers. All right. This week I got um, a little known game, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, Tactical, what? Espionage Actione. And then that's going against Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. Oh um, man, that that one it just gets my I I literally was looking, I think it was the Epic Game Store, but one of my one of my game stores I have Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon and I've started it a couple times. That game is amazing. I love it so much, but okay, I'll let you continue. So Metal Gear Solid 2 composed by Harry Gregson Williams and uh, Norihiko Hibino, which I probably butchered profusely. And then uh, Blood Dragon is composed by Power Glove, which is a like electronic synthwave duo. Um, two vastly different soundtracks. I mean, this is this comparison is pretty goofy in my opinion, but that's what we are here for, so exactly. it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid is like when I was listening through, because I remember like the soundtrack, the sound design of the game, I think, is just really good in general, right? Um, and the soundtrack certainly helps with that. But it's like, I don't, it sounds really dumb, but it's like a, it's a video game soundtrack, you know? It's like, like Far Cry Three Blood Dragon is like just trying to be like <laughs> Kung Fury level, like synth wave, you know, just like <laughs> slap you in the face with uh, all the goony shit that Blood Dragon does. If you haven't played Blood Dragon. 
I mean, honestly, if you just look at the cover, I think it really, the cover alone pretty much already tells you what the entire fucking game's going to be like. Like, it's just, it's a Goonie electronic world where you're listening to the Goonie synthwave music. And if, if Far Cry 3 and Broforce had a baby, it would be Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Yeah. It's an apt description. Um, I remember going through and playing and watching you play it, and the Far Cry, the Blood Dragon soundtrack was just like, it just fits so well. I mean, obviously, it's like Synthwave has a whole look to it, right? Like, it's a whole stylistic vibe, uh, like, visually and sonically. Um, but, yeah, no, it was... Oh, it's 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 definitely a meme for a reason, and it's an enjoyable meme to, to write out the whole time. But going through the soundtrack, I was kind of surprised. I do think that, like, the... Uh, it fits really well when you're playing the game, when you are listening to it. It definitely is much slower than I recall. There's a couple, like pure synthwave bangers on there um that really get get the get the blood going um but it is it is much slower than i recall because the game's pretty fast paced like the game definitely doesn't really want you to chill out um so i was kind of surprised listening through the soundtrack and it being a little bit slower tempo than i expected uh metal gear solid 2 being tactical espionage it just I feel like they're just trying to set up tension pretty much the whole time and then it gets to a boss fight and then it's supposed to be like make you sweat tension. <laughs> so uh but yeah, the like I said, the soundtrack and the sound design is really good and the if I'm gonna pick uh songs because I did not write them down, but I am gonna be able to figure it out really quickly. Uh Can't Say Goodbye to Yesterday, which ends Metal Gear Solid 2 and is like it's the most fucking Metal Gear Solid shit possible. They just end it with this like jazz ballad with this woman singing over it and only metal gear solid would do that dumb shit at the end of a game i feel like um and blood dragon i already forgot so there's no good there's no good songs off blood dragon is what i'm trying to say uh slow and assault would probably be a good one or power core any of the fast ones all the fast ones are really good so yeah either way I think for what I was saying before, to me, I got to go with Metal Gear Solid 2 just because I think I could listen to that soundtrack exteriorly to the game. Um, and I think that I just feel like uh, older games, they like really like sound design and the soundtrack is pretty impactful on the game because they just had like less technological capabilities to lean into in the first place. So I think when. Um, you know, a game is good. Normally, it's a mark of kind of executing everything really well. Where now it's like, I'm not like trying to like, what do you want to call it? Like diminish the level of effort people are putting in the games now. But uh, yeah, I like, I think that like comparing Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, like the entertainment factor was pretty much just that it was Mimi Synthwave, right? Which yeah, is like that, fine. That's pretty but. entertaining. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. I'll give it that. But yeah, I just I think the Metal Gear Solid 2 soundtrack has just more chops to it than Blood Dragon does. No I offense to uh Power Glove. Um but yeah. So, rip in peace Blood Dragon. I do enjoy me some Vaporwave, but the memes gone on long enough. <laughs> or Synthwave, sorry. Such a such a good good game. for like uh you know i don't know you you wouldn't really call it dlc right because it's pretty standalone but uh it's still still dlc but standalone dlc it's like uncharted lost legacy 
like it's it's its own thing but it's not like a full-size game you know yeah so <laughs> yeah it's it, just check it out if you haven't seen it if you like goofy stuff <laughs> all right well i guess speaking of uncharted uh my two soundtracks this week are god of war 2018 Mm-mm. composed by bear mccreary as we've learned when oliver spoke about it so obviously i have nothing additional to add uh, and <laughs> uncharted for a thief's end by henry jackman I don't, I don't know who that is but both it's interesting so both of these soundtracks are pretty similar they both have the very large orchestral like epic sound to them because both of these games are epic story driven games with these this huge platform they're on the world of uncharted 4 is absolutely gorgeous and wild and you're like this searching for like pirate treasure and on these amazing landscapes you're this world traveler combat like getting out of hairy situations solving puzzles and history and all that kind of stuff and god of war is this epic you're a freaking god and you're killing other gods and demons and angels and witches and dragons and shit with all your going to hell and back literally so they're both pretty epic and their soundtracks do a phenomenal job of backing the games um, as a soundtrack and Mm -hmm. if you then take the songs and listen to them without the game they both are bangers (laughs) (laughs) they're both really good soundtracks to listen to because you've got some incredible like i said just like having like the full orchestra with like strings and like band instruments and choral notes to it and everything and just the way it's there's a lot of rising and falling and really great musical notes in there um like g a c sharp my favorite music right there <laughs> um and so it, if i i guess just my favorite songs off of them they're it's pretty basic uh so god of war my favorite song is god of war it's like the main theme of it and then uncharted 4 a thief's end my favorite song is a thief's end which is essentially the theme um of it but they're like the because they're thematic those themes are throughout so many of the other songs and throughout so much of the game and opening sequences and stuff like that and as kind of being that introduction to what the soundtrack is going to be i think they're both stellar standalone pieces um to kind of show you and and set the expectations and the mood for what the game is going to be and so you may be thinking maxwell you sound like you like both of these songs and soundtracks so much how could you possibly choose how and i'll go ahead and flip the question back on you oliver what uh do you think i'm gonna pick this week you already know what i think you're gonna pick (laughs) god of war okay if, if let's say let's say both soundtracks are good right and then we factor in how much you like each game. The bias just it has to pull it to Geodubs. Not that Uncharted 4 is bad. I'm not saying that. But. That's, that's yeah. fair. So here, here's what I'm going to do. 
is okay. because I like both of these games and both of these soundtracks so much. I am choosing both soundtracks. This is kind of what I saw happening. What? <laughs> so, and so there's another one on the bracket that you've already decided to chop off. Yep. And it's I, Undertale. I, I could not choose between these two soundtracks. Um, and I, so today is not the day I'm going to choose. Eventually, if they're both good enough and they make it to like the final round or something, then perhaps they will have to go ahead to get I will at some point have to choose a winner. Um, but I'll need more time to ruminate on it and maybe listen to them a few more times and really get into some more nuance. This is not the time for either of these to be gone in the first listen, first kind of just like surface level listen of the soundtrack. So that's my justification for why I'm choosing both of them. I think I'm about to maybe piss some people off with what I am going to remove from my bracket. Oliver already gave his guess as Undertale. He's incorrect. Fuck! Undertale is staying. Um, just a reminder, Toby Fox, Undertale, what he accomplished and how bangerlicious those songs are, but by himself, and also the fact that he was able to use musical sound effects to mimic the sounds of some of the creatures and things that you were fighting. Impressive, and that alone, but not to mention the fact that Megalovania is just an absolute fucking banger. What's our fucking banger, mate? Um, okay, I'm trying to see which one I would actually put this as, because I just guessed Undertale. Did Undertale? Okay, Undertale did go on. I don't know. The other ones? I don't know. I guess like Katana Zero or Ori would probably be my... We'll stick. I'll, I'll do Katana Zero. That's that's another fair guess, especially given its recency um, and kind of the indie nature of it. But still, not it. It's not it. It's not correct. Um, What's it gonna be? It's the game I'm removing from my top eight soundtracks. It's Pokemon Crystal version. Ooh, was not expect that one was. That's rude. I know, and I know a lot of people have very close emotional attachments to the Pokemon franchise, um, which is why I'm sure that decision maybe will piss some people off. But I'm trying to like help explain why that that's kind of like the lowest one on my bracket, and I think part of it, I don't know. It's it it's it, it's an admittedly a tough decision because all of these songs that are in my top eight or were going to be in my top eight um, are all absolute bangers. There's so many good soundtracks out there that make it to the top eight is a hard, difficult thing to do. I mean, I've eliminated Dying Light, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spiral Year of the Dragon, Minecraft, Crystal. Kirby's Adventure, Halo 2, and Hollow Knight from soundtrack contention. So bangers have been decimated. Um, but Pokemon no Crystal just doesn't, I don't know, it's, I, I hate to say simplicity is the reason, because being able to accomplish something great with simplicity is, I think, far more difficult than with complexity, um, and I think they did a good job with that. But uh, I guess maybe the, the biggest knock against it is that as a standalone soundtrack, if you were just listening to the Pokemon soundtrack... It's, I think, less listenable without the game accompanying it. 
Deathloop, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Katana Zero, Super Mario Galaxy, Doom 2016, and Undertale are all bangable, bingeable. I shouldn't say bangable. <laughs> um, but bingeable soundtracks in their own right. And I, I think in that aspect of it, I think they all surpass um, Pokemon Crystal. And that includes God of War and Uncharted 4, obviously, in that as well. So that is my final eight will be God of War, Katana Zero, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Deathloop, uh, Uncharted 4, Super Mario Galaxy, Doom 2016, and Undertale. Oliver's final eight will be Blasphemous, Hollow Knight, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, God of War, Metal Gear Solid 2, Jet Set Radio Future, Dark Souls, and Dying Light couple of absolute bangers and i am happy to say that the only game we have in common is god of war um so that's actually kind of exciting that we have different tastes go figure it, it if, if you know either of us it is blatantly obvious how different our musical taste is so this is not a shocker to really anyone and maybe lends itself to god of war being the all-time winner because it's the thing oh that brings God. people together <laughs> but uh, our music tastes aren't that different they're a little different they're, they're pretty different. We can appreciate each other's like more niche tastes, and there's definitely plenty of stuff we both enjoy, but they're different. Backstreet Boys, exactly. <laughs> Certified banger and bangable. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this new adjective of choice. I don't either. Um, yeah, that's soundtracks. Uh, that's a lot of tech news. That's some games we've been playing. Let us know in the comments why you think Pokemon Crystal should have still been in mine, why you think Oliver is incorrect about Pop-Tarts, and um, what. Uh, also, don't forget to guess what his favorite Pop-Tart is. We know, I know what the answer is, Oliver knows what the answer is, but you, you have to guess. It would be pretty hard for them to guess if I didn't know what the answer was. Yeah. Well, so, I guess it's not hard to guess. It's hard to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is hard to guess because the number of times we've asked people to comment and gotten a comment is essentially zero. So I think it is difficult Whoa, for people dude. to comment. Oh, that's right. I'm calling people out. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Huh? You just insulted our whole audience. I did. I did. We want to hear from you. Let us know. This is something I think people get heated about is Pop-Tarts. So I, if you're not getting heated about soundtracks, I know you can get heated about Pop-Tarts. That's true. Bye, that's factual. Um, that's all we got. As always, uh, I'll, I'll throw some links in the YouTube description. Um, you can check us out on other podcast services, YouTube, vice versa. We have an Instagram where we basically just post pictures of from games to let you know that the podcast is live. Um, most of the time on Wednesday around noon is when the podcast is live. We record on YouTube live in front of no studio audience because it's raw, you know. That's how we like it. So, <laughs> well spoken the whole way out. <laughs> so, thank uh, you so much for sticking around. I hope you're happy, healthy, and happy. <laughs> we'll catch you all in the next one. Juicy, juicy.